0: Hey, friends, this is Kansas edition of Stackin' Pennies. We're going to break down all.
1: Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.
0: Things that happened this week. Tyler Reddick and that 45 car go three out of the last four at Kansas. Pretty impressive. Playoff drivers have some issues. The regular season points champion, Martin Truex Jr., had some woes, and we're going to get into some pit road boats and woes as well. Buckle up, guys. This is going to be a great, great show. This is and Pennies presented. By Mobile One. Stagging them deep, selling them cheap. It tastes like gasoline, rubber, and victory. We're just out here stacking pennies. Hey friends, we are back for another installation of Stacking Pennies, breaking out all things playoffs in Kansas City. I'm Corley Joy, driver number seven. Chevy Camaro, joined by my two friends to my left, front tire changer for the Ford Mustang. Ryan Blaney, Ryan Flores. Good to see you today. It's good to see you.
2: A lot of hate for the Blaney crew this week on social media. Really? Yeah. Every week, though.
0: Why? We're going to break it.
2: Part of the gig. We'll get there.
0: Well, I didn't. Whenever I see you, particularly, on a replay on the big screen, as I drive by under caution, I feel like you're not having a good day.
2: Same with you. Whenever I I saw you on (laughs) one, too, I was like, yeah, we're going to have a lot to talk about.
0: We do. When, when we see each other on the big screen, when we're at the track, we're probably not having a good day. Somebody who had not seen the big screen, but I'm glad she is here in studio again with us, Miss Danielle Trotta. Hi, guys. How's it going?
3: Good. How are you feeling? Feeling good. Not I'm wearing good a shirt as... that
0: says race day six times, but yet it's a Wednesday.
3: <laughs> it's Wednesday. Yeah, pod day. We're recapping race day. That's fair. Better that was... than Monday Night Football.
2: Oh, my God. Dude, it was electric, though.
0: Dude.
3: They We're got the guy, the violin. Seconds.
0: They got A Rod running out of the tunnel with the flag. I'm like, I'm a Jets fan. And then five plays into the game, I'm like, I back to being a Panthers fan. Let's go down the rabbit hole of NASCAR race of Kansas. Because it does make me it makes me sad. Because I was fired up to be an Aaron Rodgers Jets fan this year. But back to the Panthers. And they suck. Well, they good news for too. the Jets.
2: We're in the thick of the playoffs. So if you are a Jets fan, save yourself the mercy on Sundays. There you go. Just...
0: We got eight weeks left. That's it. And I was thinking about this too and I'll get into my day, kind of start to finish, not very sexy, just blue-collar day. Ultimately, had a hiccup at the end. But I was thinking about, like, how the green-white checkered set up and the unpredictability of our races. Like, there is nothing to be for certain in these these races, especially in the playoffs. You don't know what happens. For some odd reason that we'll get into, Kansas is like the – the thorn in a lot of playoff drivers' sides. What, what was the stat? 67?
2: 57%. 50, probably higher now.
0: Higher now. I mean, three or four guys had issues. 57%
3: of what?
2: 50, 57% of playoff drivers before yesterday's race. Since we've gone to the round, like the round of eight, round of four, like since we've gone to the round style of playoff racing in 2014, 57% of playoff drivers had had issues.
0: At Kansas,
2: it's a—I mean, it's a place that just snake bites.
0: I have multiple theories on that. I would like to think a lot of them are based in fact, but I think the way Kansas is set up with local progressive banking, it's smooth, it's fast. So, but it's also worn out. So, when the trade-off is building your car stiff with not much compliant to try to make as much straight-line speed as you can, it makes the cars really edgy to drive, and you see a lot of guys. Besides the right rear tire issues, you see a lot of guys, 24, spun out. Several guys hit the wall in in the race. Several guys had right rear tire issues. I believe the 19 was a puncture. I think I had a picture of that or something, right, where the right rear tire issues of the 8 and the 54 we saw in practice and a couple in the race were a – it's just a air pressure, camber, and load. There's a balance there. You're trying to – take as much air out, put as much camber in the tire because the juice is worth the squeeze right up until you damage the tire too much.
2: We were pitted next to the A-car guys, and I asked them, like, are we pushing anything? They're like, no. No, I had a key partner. Teams we're the the most conservative. So they thought they ran something over too.
0: They cut a rear tire (laughs) last year with Tyler Reddick driving as well. So there's a common denominator here. Maybe they were lying. Maybe they were lying.
2: Could be. Well, why? Would nobody have any, wants to tell me anything. Why would they tell you? Like are on a podcast. I'm, I'm not telling you a damn thing. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty much where I'm at, Mike.
3: Playoff career. driver.
2: I am in. <laughs> yeah. I am in uh, NASCAR purgatory. <laughs> like I'm not a real media member, but nobody wants to talk to me on the on the pit road either. So I'm kind of just. It in It is the,
0: a challenging line. Yeah, I'm in the middle. It's a challenging line to tow, for sure. So I, I love the fact now. I love how how Kansas, how racy Kansas is, gives you a lot of options. The risk is worth the reward up there, r- ripping the fence, but it doesn't take much to slide a tire and bend a toe link and end your day. But, um, you know, we saw a lot of different comers and goers. Bubba Wallace was in a good spot. We all expected him to have s- speed there. Toyota's in 2311 also. They just bring – shout out Billy Scott, too. His car went in three out of the last four races. Yeah, yeah it's a big deal. At, uh, at Kansas with three different drivers, nonetheless, with Tyler, Bubba, and Kurt Bush. So they got it figured out. What were some of your takeaways, Danielle, of the challenges that some playoff guys <clears throat> saw this week?
3: Shocked to see Truex go out in lap four. You just see him on this little cart being wheeled <laughs> off. like, what is just happening? Just
0: disgruntled. I picked
2: him to win. <laughs> the you imagine like, the honey, race.
3: turn it on five minutes late, Truex. He's like in this little cart going to the infield. You're like, what? Like Aaron Rodgers. Like Aaron Rodgers. That's exactly what it was. Like Aaron Rodgers. A lot of hype
0: and just let down. Let down. And you're on the Early. car back to the li- locker room. Sorry about your bad luck. Bummed. Oof. Except
3: Truex will live to fight another day.
2: Think he's going to make it? We're I do. He's but...
3: only he's only seven spots below the cut line. Seven spots. Seven points. That's seven spots on the racetrack.
2: Dogs in front of here's him. Here's what though.
3: here's what scares me. Bristol. Sorry. He's not good there. Really. Thirty-two starts. Two top fives. Oh boy. Ugly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Those are ugly <laughs> stats. Particularly. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure somebody wants to rip my stats up right next to Martin Truex, they're probably not very good. But if you would put the handicap in of what he's been driving for the last 15 yeah. years of his career, he should have a couple more top fives than just two. He's not – yeah, it says, doesn't love Bristol. And
3: he really, truly,
0: even though they're seven points back, those guys' backs are up against the wall. For sure. They have to, they have for to get sure. it done.
2: Merriman has reminded me that his first ever Bush win – was at Bristol, but ever since then, that was a chance to car back in the day. So I don't know. You can hold even, much merit into that stat. Cent? I don't think so. Oh. It's, they have, I don't know where like the confidence went because the other thing that really scares me, okay, you run something over, that's one thing. But then did he come out and say that he knew that there was a problem with the car at Darlington, didn't say anything the night before?
3: He said he'd never felt anything like that before. So he didn't think to tell his team that it might've been an issue. Like, it didn't raise a red flag that, like, something bigger could be wrong, which I was like, Ooh. What was he insinuating was wrong? Whatever was wrong so with he the car. The he said defensive
0: practice, right? Yeah. Now,
3: I also don't – You see
0: something, if, say something. But it's not even that. Like, <laughs> those guys are an elite team. They are not just going to be like, Martin, you think it's good? It's good. Okay. No, those guys are going to check it out. If there's concrete in the wheel and you hit the fence, then they would have checked it out and probably would have just, for qualifying as bad as it did, they would have just changed their stuff and, and rifled it away. And I don't know. If, I mean, but
2: this for them time to run that, why bad, not
3: be extra sure? Yeah. Like,
0: track positions.
2: Over communicate. Yeah, uh, because, I mean, you go in there and you're like, yeah, we got a lot of bonus points. It's okay. It's like right. Yeah. a deal. And then, yeah. Bum, bum, bum. But but you can't predict it. That's what is crazy about racing, right? There's no guarantees. You think you're gonna win a championship? Like you think you're gonna this this year? Like I was thinking about this after the race at Kansas. Like if there's ever been a year where someone's gonna win a championship by surviving to the final four and then taking two tires at the end of Phoenix, like William Byron did. I thought about that. This is gonna be the year.
0: That's my guy. If you if you think about a guy that's gonna attrition his way and get every allowable point that's within his grasp is this the closer Kevin Harvick I could see him making a Cinderella type run
2: well they're the ones that got snookered at Phoenix the first time right they were going to win the race Kosh comes out William Byron takes two tires Mm. and you know the four cars not able to get back up there
0: imagine the mic drop of a moment there's nobody better at Phoenix than that guy so if they could somehow I agree
3: you think Get, he'll be in the championship that way, four or he'll just win in his final if race. If they at could Phoenix? somehow
0: will that son of a bitch to the championship four, that would be an unbelievable story.
3: And then win it. Oh well. In his final
0: start. I think that's the whole thing about I feel and we talked about this with Joey last year when he was in the championship four, before he won the won the championship, is I feel like you need to be recognized for the amount of championship four appearances you've made. Because at that point in time, yeah. your chance to win is equal to the other three guys. I don't think that anybody is at that point in the season in that race. It is a coin flip for any one of those guys to get the job done. So, if you gave a one race opportunity at Kevin Harvick's best racetrack with a shot to win the championship on his last way out, God, talk to me. I'd love to see. You.
2: <laughs> yeah, Jeez. I mean, now
0: what are the three races leading up to
2: it? Homestead. Uh, it's it's Martinsville. Martinsville, Vegas, Vegas, Homestead, Martinsville. So you got and be Stuart better.
0: Haas was. On one at Martinsville to start the year too, so yeah, it is know. not far fetched.
2: It's not. No, it's not. But he's got you know. You I mean, get that is Texas, speaking. That Aldega. is that
0: is from my heart. That is not from my head. I don't think they have the pace to get it done. But if there's anybody, That's I'm the not thing. going to argue against. <clears throat> it's Harv.
3: Here's the thing, the Fords, you included, you Blaney, Logano, Harvick. Why do you, you say get... you?
0: He'd I'm on the team. The well, he's. Yeah,
2: it's team sport until you, right. get that <laughs> until you talk no, to a driver. It's the, yeah, it's the age-old saying. <laughs> it's all about me. I won.
3: Right. We Ooh. crashed.
0: You fix it. <laughs> yep. Y'all. Yeah.
3: I am impressed. Blaney. Blah. Sorry. Blaney. Bla- I'm hey, telling you, Blaney. Blaney. Impressive. You got No, seriously though, those three, four teams. You guys aren't taking yourselves out of it.
2: Yeah, I mean, hell, when, it's when like,
3: everyone else I feel like is shooting themselves in the foot, you guys may not have like the speed, but you're gutting out consistently solid finishes to start the playoffs when so many guys are stepping all over themselves.
2: Yeah, I think the one that kind of that I thought would have a bigger points gap to now is is Logano. Right. And but if you look at the way that Paul Wolf has called the races I and mean, the way he's been able to finish, day,
3: I mean, so good at but it, but
2: they don't. They don't maximize the day; they maximize the finish. Yeah, because they don't—they sure. haven't gotten stage points. So they're not fit. maximizing their day. That's what I day. meant. Correct. Don't mince my words. I'm not mince. I'm not. You're but I'm just senior. saying, like, like You're even when senior. they find a way to not score stage points, yeah, find yeah. a way to finish it off. Yeah, and that's where, like, hell, it looked like he was coming off the.
0: He was right coming off of a
2: four to get take the away. It was like good Joey could win this race, and yeah. then Tyler Reddick was like, "Naps." Yeah,
0: that. he was like, he was like 14th at the peak of our day. We were 15th. Got our car driving okay. We missed the balance to start. I don't want to get bogged down in playoffs, but I'll I'll recap my day real brief. Missed aero balance to start, put some front rounds in it, get some rear downforce in it, got it to where I can drive it, got to 15th, and we had a water leak, like the quick disconnects that they hooked and filled the car up with, had either a rock in it or some sort of slow bleed, and there's a, apparently on our dash, when it has low water pressure, a big red triangle beeps, and it's a black screen, like alert, don't keep driving because you're going to blow this thing up. Some reason, the leak fixed itself or just was small enough of a leak to not put all the water out of it. So for the last two pit stops on pit road, I had no RPM and pit road lights.
2: You can't bypass that? No. should probably look into that. Uh, we did.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So which was not good, not ideal because the first one was a green flag stop. Luckily, I had somebody pitted in front of me that was pitted in front of me like on pit road so I yeah. could follow them. And just be on their bumper, kind of give myself a little bit of gap. But when we came down for the green, white checkered stop, I had nobody in front of me to gauge off of. We sped on pit road, probably running 17th, 18th, and had to start tail end of the wave around cars at the end. So, yeah. <coughs> hindsight,
2: no is it better to just go way slow? Or yeah, you get uh, yeah,
0: certainly in hindsight, and I, I thought I was going slow. Really?
2: Yeah. Okay, it's, that. it's I, that. I
0: had no, literally, no idea.
2: I'm sure it's hard when you're doing 200 miles an hour to gauge what 45 is. Can't. Yeah,
0: can't. Because I had somebody on my bumper, so I was kind of gauging off that, <clears throat> and I wasn't pulling away, and I didn't know how much they were tucked up in there and how much I was like slowing them up, but. Like, if I had one metric to just see how fast I was going, I'd have been okay. But I didn't know what gear I was in. I had to keep, like, upshifting and downshifting. Oh, really?
2: Like the old legend car. Yeah. <laughs> like all the go way up, up, up and fifth. then three okay.
0: down. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. Okay, there's second gear to Damn, find for restarts and everything. So, just a blue-collar day. We fought hard at it. Got ourselves in a decent spot, which I feel like anytime time we execute, we can run 15th, 18th, which is hard and you're up in the mix. But we didn't get the finish that we had hoped. Yeah. But... You know, going to Bristol this week. I'm excited about it.
2: Bro, I when I t- talking about big screens, you had a big moment with the fourteen. Corey's close call of the week. Oh boy, yeah, I up. would say so. That was anybody's oh close call God. of the week.
0: Now I'm um before I see the tape, mind you, you are riding along on the right side, so there's probably more visibility on the right side than there is on the left side. And we also have an overhead
3: angle too, which is good. And, so and,
2: and if you're hearing this, we're watching a video. Yeah. And if you want to watch the video, you can watch it at Stack and Pennies on Instagram.
0: Boom. Yes, you can. So down the back street, trying to figure out which of these ways are going. Oh, okay. Oh, back up. Can you back up the tape? Back up the tape. So you can you are see. you're committed to where whatever lane these guys in front of you aren't going to get clear track. So right here, I'm fully committed. I'm on the brakes, standing on it. You don't make that
2: decision before you get to the corner either, right? It's just wherever they go, you go the other way. You go
0: the opposite, right? And you also don't anticipate somebody running 40 miles an hour. Meanwhile, you're going 180. So you're also looking in your mirror right here as you peel it off to see where everybody else goes. And then you're just on the brakes.
3: Oh, 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 oh. Did you touch him?
0: I feel like I maybe touched his back bumper. I got the outside wall a little bit, but not hard. Luckily it it was, I
2: don't know how you stayed off him. He didn't touch him. He didn't nudge him. He didn't (laughs) bump him. He rubbed him.
0: Rubbing Danielle's racing. (laughs) So then we lose, I don't know, six, eight spots. And right here, I mean, the the rear tires are damn near (laughs) locked.
3: You didn't touch him.
0: No. Skills. that's
3: impressive what was uh, tj bell saying
0: well he wasn't adamant enough about like hey there's somebody parked on the top <laughs> he was like slow car top and generally slow car top means like you know somebody's running 10 miles an hour slower somebody going 20 miles an hour yeah. while you're going 170 needs to be like yo go to the left so luckily we got through there with no damage that could have been a big big crash
3: yeah good job
0: so that put us back. We That's right when we fought till like I get to the 15th on a restart. I'm like, all right, we're in a good spot here. Get our pace of our car is good enough to maintain 12th to 15th, and then you give them all back in one foul swoop. So there was that, too. It could have been that, way though. worse. It could have been way worse, and we fought, and we clawed for a very underwhelming 22nd place day, but somebody who didn't stop fighting and clawing to find his way into victory lane was Tyler Reddick. I watched that green-white checkered like six times. It's, Did you? Yeah.
3: That move to the bottom was sick.
0: The what I, the move into three to clear the eight to slide all the way up to lane four and get clean air was the move that I was like, that is the that only probably five four or five people could do. Really? Yeah. He's he's elite as far to, as like. To drive it past the point of Cobb Bush was like, okay, I'm good. And he kept going like three more car lengths. And then you see flames come out the pipes. And then have enough yaw in the car to slide it. To get clean air and maintain his momentum exit that's what was i was like oh that's why denny went and signed him a year early and pe- like put up all the put up all the you know stigma around that whole thing and put tyler in that situation that that was the reason
2: when you look like, at that like was a kyle larson that's badass right like when you look at like kyle larson-esque talent like tyler Reddick's raw the, on the level
3: the only two people i've heard in cup referred to as generational talents is Larson and Reddick.
2: Yeah. Larson's probably a little bit more in the forefront because he does more short track stuff. and
3: yeah, His I numbers mean, are better. He's got a title, but I feel like Tyler's the next, like he could, he could be something pretty Yeah.
0: Special. What is, what is Tyler's potential? His ceiling you think?
2: Champion.
3: Multi-time. Yeah.
2: yeah. Oh, you yeah. think multi-time? Big races. I really
3: think he's that good everywhere. He's really good. Big he's races. So road everywhere. Southern 500s. Just like, solid. And he's not like flappable. Like Tyler's kind of like Larson in that way. Like, yeah, you may know a different side he's of him, a, but no, he's a high IQ guy. Like yeah.
0: he is very smart. You talk to cop, you talk to Tyler for 10 minutes and like, okay, he's not, he's not just a guy that stands on the gas pedal, right? He's also a guy that's really articulate, understands the mechanics, of how it works. He's very like self deprecating, right? Like he's very, entra- like very looks at himself um, humble. And, and humble and tries to like, figure out what he can do before he wants to pinpoint anything on the team. And I do feel like that's the makings of a, a generational guy for sure. Yeah. He, and uh, you put a guy like that with that raw ability with that team as strong as it is. And
2: you're well, already even when to the team
3: hasn't been strong, like when pit issues, pit crew was kind of a mess. Like Tyler was like, we'll get there. We'll figure it out. Like you just got to keep him in it. Yeah. Yeah.
2: You don't have to be. The, you
3: are not going to rattle him. No, you just got to like, keep
2: him in the race.
3: No one gets really inside his head. And then he's like, if there is a mistake, he's able to shake it off, like, quickly.
2: He. It's and, funny. Yeah. I think about the first time he ever came around was that East Race, and he had that moppy-ass redhead.
0: Yeah. it. And, and he, he won that racing Traders Rockingham. car. Yeah.
2: And he just put it on the fence and won Rockingham. Like, and then, like, I was around. He drove for Brad. And the first time I ever pitted for him was he drove Brad's trucks. We go to St. Louis. It was like... St. Louis Saturday, then had to fly there to Sonoma, so it was like a real nightmare of a travel schedule. So we get to St. Louis, it's like 430 degrees out, and he blew the transmission out of it yeah, yeah. before he even took the green.
0: He went from uh, like, third to
2: second. Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry, guys. Like, <laughs> fix it, you know, goes back out. And then he did it again later that year at Dover. But then he showed, like, glimpses of greatness, right? Like, he was at Dover and... I think you want a truck race there the next time, but just to see his progression and his maturity and yeah. kind of when he was in that Chevy program, Josh Wise and them took him under the belt. and
0: Well, he was, I mean, he, he cleaned it up too, right? Like he took, started taking it really serious TRD yes. with the nutrition program, with the fitness stuff. Like he puts the work in on whether it be on the simulator or with his own health, right? Like. Mental clarity, getting his nutrition dialed in—like he is in shape and he's yeah. Yeah. taking it serious. He's, a and he's not messing around.
3: No, no, hey. I can't. He's never gotten out of the round of sixteen. The playoffs, like, have been evil to Tyler. Right. Well, he I hasn't feel been like been this year.
0: Position.
2: There's like, always
3: a sleeper. I feel like he's that guy. Like I didn't see a lot of brackets having him go deep because he hasn't done a whole lot. Like he hadn't won in six months and he hasn't ever made yeah. a deep playoff run. I feel like this year he's going to be that guy.
2: Is. It it's goes in. Sure, it different. goes in cycles. Like last year in the eight car, right? They were great, but then, hey, we're not gonna. I'm going somewhere else. So you they get to the apart. playoffs, and yeah. it's like stale.
0: Yep.
1: <laughs> Welding instructor Alex DeClair knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go, look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The
0: beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need.
1: Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com/slash metaverse impact.
0: Do your pennies stretch as far as they used to? Most likely it doesn't. Here's why. It took two Hundred years for the U.S. to print its first $5 trillion. Today, Washington has done that in just three years. The problem, every new dollar makes each one of your dollars worth less, robbing you and every other hardworking American. You can stop this cycle of robbery by diversifying your IRA or 401k into gold, an asset that has stood the test of time. Our new sponsor, Birch Gold Group, has helped tens of thousands of Americans protect their retirement savings with physical, precious metals. Now you can too. Get a free info kit on gold right now by texting the word Corey, C-O-R-E-Y to 989-898. With an A-plus rating, with the BBB, you're in good hands with Birch Gold. So get your free info kit by texting Corey to the number 989-898. Go check them out. Put some pennies in some gold.
3: It was Denny's though. I mean, let's be, let's just, Call a spade a spade. What was he
0: doing on the
2: restart?
3: Like, uh, he said he was looking at Larson. said, I was looking in my rear view. And Larson just, like, laid back so hard. He's yeah, like, I'm just were, watching him. the like, first
0: two rows are driving off, Yeah, still looking at
3: the mirror. And then he's like, I look forward, I'm like, oh,
2: <laughs> That's where I feel like Denny's racing IQ gets him in trouble. Like, I think his racing IQ is too high. Right? Because, like, Tyler Reddick and Kyle Larson are just driving the hell out of their car. Yes. They're not thinking that far in advance. They're like, okay, where am I going? Yeah. Where Denny's trying to control the restart and control... He's almost trying to control things that he can't control, Yeah, right?
0: To which leads me into the point that I want to talk about. Chris Gabehart got a little bit of pub this week, probably one of the arguably top two or three crew crew chiefs on pit road. And he said that by his calculation, and he self-admittedly said it was a strict criteria of what he considered a race-winning day for the 11 car in the last four and a half years or four and three-quarter years, they've been in contention to win 60 times and have won not quite a third. 19. 19 out of 60 is what he said. And I was curious of y'all's opinion of, one, that's an impressive amount of races to be in contention for. And does it speak to the strength of the Cup Series as to why you, the other 66% of the races bounce the other way? Is it is it circumstances? Is it, what, what are the factors?
3: Well, I watched the bite. You sent it to me, yeah. to us in the group chat what what about that bite like what did he say what did you hear behind it like what made you so intrigued or think there's a story or there's something behind that
0: i feel like to me that if i would be curious of what that same measurable that chris gay uses for what they consider in contention to win a race his number 60 what like Jimmy John or Chad Kanaus's number of how many races they were in contention to win and the percentage of which they won or didn't win. If that number, I feel like 19 out of 60, this is, with all due respect, winning in the Cup Series is exponentially hard, and he's got 50 of them. Denny does. I feel like 19 out of 60 is pretty low if you are in contention to win. And you are.
2: I I just, I would have to understand better what his metric for being in contention is. Right? Like, yeah. Like Darlington, I would say they are in contention to win. Yep, but they got taken out before the pay window was open. Yeah, uh, you know, so it's like okay, okay, so yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Like, yeah. you know, the people that are like, well, could have won race winning car, but
3: <laughs> they're it away.
2: Got wrecked. Well, yeah. what lap? Seven. <laughs> like, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> now,
0: no <I> don't, <laughs> he's not talking. No, yeah, and I don't that. think no, Chris Gabehart's doing no. that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but like, Gabe, Chris Gabehart's pretty smart. Yeah, but but it goes to the point of, I don't want to say it, but I'm going to say it. It goes to the point of why Danny Hamlin probably doesn't have a a championship because they get to the goal line and you throw it. They throw it (laughs) when you got Marshawn Lynch standing in the background, you know, like, like, that's the thing is he gets to the goal line and he's more worried about Kyle Larson than he is about going forward, which, like I said, his race and IQ is so high that it might be almost too high because he knows that he knows like around. he's in all the meetings, right? Mind. He knows that NASCAR is not calling the restart penalties. He knows what Kyle Larson does because he raced against him every week. He knows that Larson is going to put him in a bad spot. So he's more worried about Larson than he is about going forward. And then his own car just drives up and wins. Yeah. So, and does it go back to, okay, well, where the 45 picked. Maybe the 11 should have picked there. You know, should you pick the bottom? Do you pick the top? Like, it no. goes to the, the top was the right I choice.
0: guy on the bottom one. So I don't know. Well, yeah, you could have fit three cars in front of Denny and the guy in front of him, but the start finish line.
2: Back to the point, like how many people do you know, right? Like you, if you like, there's I would argue that there's nobody that is has is more pertinent to information than Denny Hamlin is, right? He's the only guy that's in every driving the car at a place where he gets exorbitant information, then owns a car that won the race, right? So he is. Getting it from all angles, yeah. right? He knows everything that's going on. He's in every meeting that you could possibly be in, and then it, it's like I, I mean, I deal with it. I'm. It's like when you put all the work in, and you do all the stuff, and then some guy just rolls out of left field and kicks your ass. That doesn't know that he's not doing it wrong, yeah. Because he's just doing it.
0: So, I yeah, I don't know, man. I
2: can't. You think
3: part was throwing a little shade then at his driver? That's uh-huh.
0: what I was trying to figure out. That's not the case, but I wonder if it could be taken as such. Yeah. I, I don't think that. Uh, Chris would undermine his guy. That guy's won. Together they've won 19, I guess. Right? Yeah. Is is what Chris's well, stats were? No,
2: that that's
0: <laughs> that's how long that's ones that he'd
2: been in, in contention all day. 60. Right? Like, what if they stole one at the end? Did he count that? Right? Because they they might have won more. Where like Merriman, we were in out. contention Ma- all day. Maybe so.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't think that he was undermining them. That's how it could have been taken. That's why I was trying to get y'all's opinion. Maybe out, okay.
3: he was questioning.
2: Well, I'm sure that he has a
0: metric in the context. Five minutes after the race is over, right when he's, he's when he's admittedly sleeping right. on the restart,
3: right, and he's probably pissed off, pissed Wishes off because caution comes out, right? Because
0: right. they they were what two laps away or eight laps away yeah. from winning, yeah.
3: I still think if you lined everybody up, he would choose Denny, yeah, to go into battle with. For sure. I, Like I would. they seem good.
0: You can't deny that Denny is.
3: He's one of the greatest that's ever been. Yes. Yeah. He would choose him any day, but he got snookered. He Denny admi- Here's what I appreciated and admired about it. Denny got out of the car and admitted it.
2: Yeah, dude, like, I'm not poo-pooing on Denny Hamlin at all. Just saying. No. Like I, that's what I'm saying. Like, Sometimes he might be too smart for his own good.
3: Did he lose this one because of it? Probably. He's won a whole lot, too.
2: Yeah.
0: Yes, he has. You know, somebody else was seeing red. I was trying to make a nice transition, but you cut me off earlier. It's Chase Elliott on pit road. It's his own fault. I don't get He had four foot to go the 45.
2: And I, I would like to see it. I can't say it, but I would like to see it from the, like a front angle. I don't know if he shaded down to try to block the five behind the six or not. And I don't know how hard it is to drive up and down pit road because I've never it's done not it. not easy. But you he had more room to the 45. And, I mean, what's Kyle Larson supposed to do?
0: you got to come out of your pit box. you got to come out of your pit box. And like the six, it was kind of like a, ugh, but the, like. Which is why I make my next case. Every car, every driver needs to have a driver's eye camera. Not the one on the right side. I'm talking in the helmet. You can break down a lot of things that went down if you had a driver's eye camera. But that I digress. Okay. Getting hit in the door is one thing, right? And if you're if you're Chase Elliott and you see your teammate having to come out of his box, you know it's not malicious, malicious intent, him hitting the door. Amen. What is malicious intent is coming off Pit
3: Road and smash him in the right front. Preach, Corey. I, That's I, what I've been saying all why? week.
2: If I'm Jeff why? Gordon and Rick Hendrick, why? I'm like, hey, um Don't do can that. we now we gotta talk about this all week. This right? isn't the first Can we can we do this in the truck run. after the race? Like, why what are you doing, but like dude, Chase Elliott went from
3: I just think Larson got in his head dog over he, he
2: benefited there. from our bad day on Pit Road to win a championship in twenty twenty. They won the championship because we sucked on pit road with the two car. And then 2021, Kyle Larson just comes in and steals his thunder. Yeah. Right. And he's frustrated. I get that he's had a frustrating year, but dude, you're running your team under caution. You got suspended for right rear hooking somebody, you know, like it's a, it's a tough look for a guy that is a staple of our sport, right? He's the most popular driver all the time. It's a tough look, but I mean, if if you had me, If you had me guessing two years ago that Chase Elliott was going to be the third best Hendrick car, I would have definitely been skeptical. And I'm sure that that's weighing on him a little bit.
3: And that's okay. That just makes him human. Yeah. Like, everyone's like, oh, you're bashing him. You're saying he's like, what are you, a psychologist? How do you know, like, what's going on in his head? I don't. But I know the Chase that we've known since he's shown up. And was, this just feels like a chase that has zero tolerance. Like he's just on the edge. Like he had a split second to think about, am I going to door my teammate and send a message or am I not? And he chose to. I don't think, I don't
0: think that that That's was a, atypical. I don't think that, that was a thought. I think that was a, uh, like an impulse. You get run into, you get smash him back. But actually he had a little bit of time to do That's it. That's right? the
3: thing. Yeah. Go back and watch the replay. He had, had time, time to, to think about off. it. Yeah. It felt, yeah. it felt intentional. Still
0: probably compulsive, but I think I would have a little bit of different Opinion on this? Had I not got a peek behind the curtain for like a cup of coffee and 36 hours over there a couple a couple months ago, when you post race are breaking down your weekend practice, qualifying, race, you're sitting in front of a conference room like the Supreme Court. All the drivers are faced these two semicircle tables. They have all the data behind you. They've got you've got Jeff Gordon and Jeff Andrews and the engine shop and all four crew chiefs, breaking that down your day, and if you go from being, I could see the situation where if you go from being a top dog like Chase Elliott was, 2020 champion, for the next year the the new guy comes in and wins 10 races in the all-star race. And now you're explaining you're instead of explaining the other three drivers how to catch Chase Elliott in the meetings you're consistently trying to explain why you didn't run and have as good of a day as Kyle Larson. And then you start adding in the Watkins Glen run-in last year. You add in the Fontana run-in this year down the front straightaway. These guys do race each other really hard and aren't scared to smash into each other. But it seems like, all things considered too, the nine car isn't racing for a driver's championship. Why are we smashing tires here for a teammate, for, for somebody that's been well, in that, contention that to win my, the that race? That was
3: my point. In that moment, you have to be smart.
0: Yeah, that guy has a yellow spoiler. You do not. Yeah. Yeah. You, you could have
3: cut his tire down. Yes, you I mean, I mean you could have that. cut your own, imagine but you could that. have cut down his. And yeah. I realized that he'd already advanced to the next round. But in that moment, you have to have better situational awareness, be a better teammate. And then the thing too that like was frustrating, at least for me, is like then when you're asked about it by the media, don't act like it didn't happen.
2: So I got a quote which directly pertains to that. So on Sirius XM. This is what Chase Elliott said about the Kyle Larson incident. There's a lot that goes on. We obviously ran into each other on pit road and I didn't have the full picture of what went on. So I was frustrated. That stuff happens for sure. But at the end of the day, I certainly can take blame for my frustration on that front. The good news is he and I can have a conversation like adults and it's a non-issue. The bad news, it's not a non-issue for everybody that wants to talk about it. There's nothing to talk about. Unfortunately for Chase, there's a lot of people that get paid a lot of money to talk about NASCAR. It's a it's it'd be like it'd be like hit having a bad hit on Monday night football and getting thrown out of the game and not wanting anybody to talk about it. Yeah. Because when you run into your teammate at the end of the race on the apron of the racetrack, the media is going to talk about it. It doesn't just go away when you mess up. No. And unfortunately, like we've seen it and Joey Lagana said it said it very well. When you grow up in the sport, like Ty Gibbs last year, unfortunately, when you mess up, it's in front of a lot of cameras and a lot of eyeballs, and you get judged.
3: Yeah, and That's- just don't act like after the race we did not. Don't insult us as fans or as media, and make it seem like we did not see what we saw. Yeah, that it didn't happen. He, yeah. Like he was asked, well, "What message were you trying? No message, nothing happened. Yeah, it did. We saw it. We watched it. Don't insult our intelligence. Well, love tap. Correct. Well, yeah, a love tap for the boys. So, um, but I'm glad that he. I'm glad that he's now talking about it and admitting that he was frustrated and he's going to go back and look at it and they're going to talk and they're going to move forward. It still doesn't change my opinion. I don't think he really likes – I don't I don't even think it's personal. Like, I don't know if you – and here's my question that I've been wanting to ask you. Do you even have to like your teammate? It, which I'm not saying that I don't think he doesn't like Larson. Sugarhead, I think, no, I think by the way. Larson just has an incredible amount of, amount of talent and he's racking up incredible numbers. Larry had a stat – Kyle Larson is the fastest. He has 16 wins and hundred starts. Nobody yeah. in the history of Hendrick Motorsports has ever done that. And it's not even close. And think of the hall of famers that have driven like Larson is smashing Hendrick records, which is hard to do. And he I think Chase is like, one year. and that's fine. You're only human. If you're a little jealous about it. Yeah. Like everyone wants to be the starting quarterback. There's only one. Well, so four. if it's not, I there's mean, I get it there, yeah. but like only one's going to be the leader you know. of the division. Well, it's right. been a for, like,
2: dude, yeah. to like, to Chase's point, it's been a frustrating year for Chase Elliott. It yeah. has, like, it really a lot of it's been self inflicted. And then even when it hasn't been, they just haven't had stuff go their way. They haven't had speed in their race cars. They finally they're gonna have a good day in Kansas. He gets run over so by his teammate. Like, but, he
3: said, keep, "No, you keep, don't have to like each other, but you have to no. respect each other." And I don't feel like there was not a level of respect given in that for moment for
0: the for the best result for the team, right? Like. That's that's the age old saying, right? You're doing it for the the name on the front of your jersey or the the name on the left front headlight of your car, not the one above the door top. Like that's the situation where it gets a little bit sticky. Yes, I just keep coming back to just overall, right? How you were you were touching on it. He gets out and then he says today that it's not an issue when you. Are the guy of the sport when you are the most popular driver when you're a champion when you are one of the highest paid guys in our series you're held to a higher standard you're not held to the same standard and you shouldn't be
3: if anyone else does that we're probably not even talking about it it's
2: one thousand percent a non issue if he goes to his holler and says hey mother yeah don't pull out in front of me like that and if you do it again Punching the nose. Yeah. Right. That's, that's not a, you don't talk about it. Nobody talks about it. Yeah. But when you run into somebody on the apron of the racetrack after you pull off pit road, it's out there for everybody to see. And that's my point at the front, at the forefront of this. If you have an issue with your teammate, handle it in house. Yeah. Don't put it out there for everybody to judge because now it's a huge distraction. And everybody's going to jump on that. Well, I'm sure and he has to have the maturity to know that. It. He knows that and he has to have the maturity to know that. Because if you have a problem with Ty dylan and you f-ing wreck him, yeah. How's your ass doing going to be? Steep yes
0: yeah yeah steep
3: so you think you were there for a little bit you think they handle it internally you think they talk to they talk to chase
0: i I was just sitting here thinking wondering where that call comes from whether it's jg or i don't think that it comes from rick because i don't think i agree with the fact that it's not as big of an issue for like Mr. H to bring in some milk and cookies to settle it out. Fruit basket, if you will. Or a fruit basket with a bunch of dry carbs.
3: So you don't think it's reached the level of Mr. H's desk, but it's a Jeff Andrews, a Jeff Gordon, a a Chad Canals.
2: It reaches Mr. H's desk because he's sitting there watching it. So if it it comes there, he's talked about it. I don't know if he's talked about it directly with the driver or not, but like this reminds me of the situation with Joey and Brad at the Daytona 500, right? Like, Everybody wants to judge that, but there was team like there was a kind of a not team order, but like a understanding of what they're gonna do in that situation. And one guy steps out of line and wrecks everybody, and then the media judges it one way and then the other guy's like, Whoa, no, 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 hold on. We had an agreement. So there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes, but still, man, if you have a problem you gotta, with your you team to handle it in it. house.
3: You gotta talk about it.
2: Frustrating yeah. year for Chase Elliott, nonetheless.
0: Frustrating day also for that 20 pit crew in pit rub boats and wheels. Let's Oof. break that down right after this.
1: Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts.
0: Race day is a great reason to shut down the laptop, put the phone on silent, and simply enjoy the driving. But Mobile One wants to remind you that you can get that same kind of escape any day of the week. How? By simply hopping in your car, rolling the windows down, and hitting the road. No emails, no calls, no work, just freedom. Mobile One, for the love of driving. Time for some pit road, boats, and Woes! I hate to I hate to keep bringing it up, but they keep giving us low hanging fruit. Who's the that? The pit crew competition winners from North Wilkesboro, the dogs <laughs> from Wilkesboro, and not a little puppy dogs on pit road the last couple weeks. What is going on? Rough,
2: rough week for the twenty car rough. again. And are it's keyed FF up? Rough. It's it was keyed up for them to have just a great day in Pittsboro, one at Kansas, but you know between. Hixie having to go back and tighten the right rear in their last stop where the jack handle leaked down, and then they lost their nut on the rear, and the they almost sent it out on the track without a left rear on it. And just kind of everything in between, insult to injury, and this is where, this is what kind of gets my motor turned a little bit. The team that they replaced is now in the 54 car, and they had a great race. Great race. Just balled out.
0: Yeah, is that just because there's no expectations? I... Is that no pressure? Is that...
2: I don't know, like like the two the two pit stops that I've seen that have been the worst for the twenty car, Chris has not done a great job parking in the box, and I know that that's like the old the old saying from an old pickle pit coach that I had, Rodney Fetters, I thought he said it the best. He would say, "Where they park in the box is not your fault, but it is your problem. So make it happen." Well, that's all fine and dandy, but the next gen stops are it's a game of it's not even a game of inches it's a game of millimeters. We're going to the metric system. <laughs> and it's like, it's, you know, it's uh, if you, if you miss the mark and you, you pit at the wrong time and come around the 43, like that's how these mistakes happen. But
0: now is that because if you're changing fronts, you commit to getting on your knees at this spot and it rolls deep or the your tire has that. to go a couple spot, a couple steps around the car further. Like what, what all factors
2: the carrier sets the tire and the car keeps going a jack post moves towards the tire and then you jack the car or you go to jack the car and it and hits it, the, it it hits the jack handle and loosens it up like that's it's not it's very challenging there's only four guys <laughs> right and the carrier's carrying two 45 pound tires out there right and having to drop yours off in the right position with the tape up and well, get get so to the, the right reader okay, in break, time to hang the right
0: ra- break that down for a second so the, the distance in between the front changer and the jack man Right? Is about a tire width. Right. So if the car rolls a half a tire width or three foot one way or the other, the spot in which the tire is going to be set is changing.
2: And the hardest thing is when they go long like that. Because when they go long, now they got a back pedal. Because if they stop short, you're already running to the rear of the car. So you got to step back, set it, get around your jackman and still get to the right rear. I mean, these guys are, you're leaving the right rear in three in three seconds, Right. So, by the time the car stops and you put the tire on, you got to be there in, I don't know, one Secondary. nine? Yeah. So, there's a lot of stuff going on that, like, you know, everybody wants to jump on. Like, oh, they're struggling. Well, hey, wait a minute. So, here's my two questions on the 20 car. And I don't know much about it. I know one of my good friends, Wesley Lapes, on there. Been a good friend of mine a long time. But is it a hostile environment to work, right? Are they making it a tough time for this pit crew? Is he parking in the box rough? Or is the kitchen a little bit – Is the is the – heat a little bit too hot in the kitchen because for as long as my career has gone, when you start talking about you're the best team on pit road and you're the fastest on pit road it's like the racing gods come down and get you. Right? Like the guys that are humble and don't say much are the ones that go on the longest. So yeah, they, they got they got bumped up throughout the year but you're inevitably as a pit crew member going to be on TV for the wrong thing at some point in the season if your car is running well enough.
0: Let me ask you this too. Is there inherent pressure added having the number one pit box? No, no, not at all.
3: I have two questions. Is it time to switch them back? If
0: Ooh, interesting, no.
2: I don't think pit crew
3: coach. Are you switching them back?
2: No, I. They're they're great team. It's time for Adam Siemens to assess. Like, huh? okay, hey, wait, why? Adam why have I? Yeah. Why, are why are we failing? Why are we snake bit on pit road?
0: Just that our cowboy. Yeah, our cowboy, huh? <laughs> Big time. Our cowboy. <laughs> Say something. <laughs> Say something, cowboy. Remember that? It,
3: yeah, it was him, and, him and Lee Bob. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're teammates. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. Oh, big guy, cowboy. Yeah. Get out of my box. All right, cowboy. I don't care who you are. Get out. I go love, back and watch the clip. Love that fire. Yeah, go back and watch the clip. But yeah, my, I, I mean, I think it's time for him to assess. You like, just, you're just you just going to ride this no, storm out. Look, if you've had two pickers, Hope right? Corrects. If you've had two pickers that are both very good pickers, Right? and one leaves your car and excels and one comes to your car
3: and implodes. and has a
2: has a rough two weeks okay let's look at everything here what are we doing
3: oh maybe do like a mashup
2: I, I no i i mean you could you could do that you could mash up those two pickers and they would be just fine right it's just the timing and when you lose when like momentum's a cruel mistress right when you're doing good and everything's going good and you got good momentum and you think everything's great, and then bam, you have a bad stop, and then you're like on your heels. And when you're yeah. on your heels with this pit stop and you second guess yourself or anything, I mean it is finite. The the just the the window from being great to being not so great is it's I mean, you're like I said, it's not even a game yeah. of inches, it's a game of millimeters.
3: My other question is so your opinion would be leave it as is, see if they can course correct. My other question is does the driver get involved or have any say in these conversations?
2: No. I think he probably has, but I don't know. I got if I no, if I know anything, you, those you guys be... I've worked with their pit coach, Brian Holland, like quite a bit. And I would say he's one of the best guys, one of the best people in the sport as far as no know- pit crew IQ, getting stuff right, understanding people, looking at film, knowing what's going on. And if they can't rate right the ship then I don't know who can, and I don't know what's going on. But there are just cars, for some reason, that are snake bit on pit road.
3: So you don't think Adam Stevens even is dealing with this? No, no, he definitely is. Adam
2: Stevens, I don't know if Chris Bell is.
0: I'm in a football (laughs) analogy mood. Can I give you one? Let's go. go. That would be like if Chris Bell is the – I think there's a common analogy drawn to the driver and quarterback, right? Touches the ball every play, has a direct impact on the outcome of the overall – the day. There are also, I heard this reference lately, there are three total guys uh, that have a direct input on the outcome of the race, and they all have radio buttons. It is the driver, the crew chief, and the spotter. All of those guys have their kind of thumbprint on how the race goes. The question of the does the driver have a say in what pit crew members is, it would be like if the quarterback was wondering what the linebacker core starting lineup would be. That would be kind of what it is. It's like –
3: and that's not totally it, not your department.
0: Totally not your department. It, it is the head coach's department.
3: Got yes. It. The and head the, coach as Adam so you Stevens. You stay out of it. You totally stay out of it. Yeah, you just
0: you you know none of the personnel. You know none of the behind the scenes stuff of who's doing well in practice. You don't know any of the, the nuances of that. That's where there's pit coaches, that's where there's
2: athletic directors. Athletic directors, yeah, I mean lot. there's a
0: lot of layers to that. Of which the crew chief in this case Adam Stevens is in those meetings. No doubt. Uh, the,
2: I think if we're using football analogies, and the way you put it, it was great. It's like the race team and the driver, and that side of it is the offense. And then the, your pick crew when you come down pit road, your defense just hold serve right and get us back where we're get going. Run the ball and, and back, and that, in good know, field that,
3: position. <laughs> I, that's yeah. pretty much that's yeah. pretty much what it don't
2: is. Don't give up a score. Yeah, yeah don't yeah. don't give it up. Let us let us run the ball and get it in the end zone, and you guys keep you know just keep it at bay. The hardest the hardest thing to play in sports defense in the nfl right like yeah. like and that and that's the same thing here like yeah it's it's really hard to get track position on on the racetrack and it's really easy to lose it on pit road
3: and i'm not trying to act like what y'all do is easy no but the fans are like i get it people are like thinking it's it's very easy sitting on your couch to go we'll just swap them back
2: yeah no, <laughs> if it old is. guys
3: are doing good
2: well and if but, that i mean if that was if Hell, if we all knew who was going to be the best team that week, we'd yeah. put them on whatever car we could. Are you dancing yeah. of the date you brought to the dance.
3: Unless you're Chad Canals.
2: You just switch your guys in the middle switch of the race.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but
2: – It was at Texas. New Hampshire, Texas. Yeah, I don't know. I think he <laughs> did it more than once.
0: That's a Bill Belichick move.
2: I can see Cliff do that. I see <laughs> Chad Jr. Cliff doing that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, guys. Not cutting it. Bring the 48 down. The,
0: uh, the 48 pit box is 20 stalls down okay. that way. Send those guys <laughs> back here. But – Yes. Change your uniforms to it. Rough day with
2: a twenty car, but I also wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if they go to Bristol and have the best day on pit road. Like they are they are a talented pit crew and they can certainly get the job done. I don't know if there's a culture problem on the twenty or if there's something going on with the way he parks in the box that they're not jiving with. I don't know what it is. But they have the best guys on the job over there. And if they don't if they can't get it figured out, nobody well,
3: can maybe Seabell's hanging out at practice this week, just practicing pit stops, how he's getting in the box, like going the extra mile. Right?
2: Maybe one person that had a catastrophic miss this weekend was that one team. And they they are better they are better than that. They got a tough jumping penalty. And it's just something like that, late in a race at Bristol, yeah. That'll put you behind. That puts and you, can't, 15 and you up can't get to back. six back. Right. And Bristol's a place where you can jump early and I mean, yeah. you jump early and get yourself in the back, and you get wrecked. Yep. And that this is a place where track position Dude, is key. You can't pass. You can't pass, and you also want to. You need to. It, it's got to be strategy. Hang on, let me
0: clarify that briefly, because I'm I'm getting irritated of people trying to argue and try to fix why you can't pass. I watched SMT today at the shop for about a half an hour, laid <laughs> over the 17, it was running third. I was running 1540s. And the seventeen car running fourth, I was running like seventeenth. The seventeen was running third, running fifteen thirty eight.
2: That's why you can't pass. That's why you can't speed. pass because everybody's no running variation.
0: the same speed. So it's not a it's not a track problem. It's not a car problem when everybody has the same parts and pieces set up relatively the same. You are not going to have a lot of no, it's a goals. track problem. Definitely track problem. No, because when Let's because
2: spray. before when it's a one lane when it's a one groove racetrack, right? If your it's too tight.
0: You get rooted out of the way.
2: You get moved out of the way. You can't, you don't, when it's a, when you can, when you're too tight now, you run the fence. Yeah. Right. So then you keep, you have options where before you had to hit it. Right. That's why Martinsville, like you see people rooting each other out of the way. It obviously hasn't been a great race lately because of the package, but you, I I don't, I like the Bristol of hey, old when I'm
3: voting when on the old three school car when
2: turn the person. three car turned the five and everybody would run into each other, the, that's why. That's why there's so much trauma. those
0: days a little bit because I bet you there was probably six cars on the lead lap when that happened. Correct. People still want to show videos of it and fantasize about it because it was Dale.
2: correct. The only other team that had a that had a rough week was the 17 had to re-pit to to tighten a wheel, which we we had a we had a pretty big woe which was really close. Um got some stage points and pitted at the stage break and when Trevor mounted the left front tire, it just hit it was a flat hang, but it hit directly in between the, the pins. It never happens, right? There's like a eighth, I mean, an eighth inch, inch maybe, and it just stuck right on it. So as I went to tighten it up, it just started chugging. Chug, 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 chug. And once the gun starts chugging, a couple it doesn't, there. I mean, it was just ooga in its butt off. <laughs> but it, once it starts doing that, it never recovers. So you just have to stay on it. Well, by the time like my gun kind of got the wheel and had turned it, kept going and Blaney had turned the wheel to leave for the eight. Cause he thought he was leaving. So he thought it was on him, but really the root of it wasn't on him. It was just from a very,
0: and that's I in the know. span of what? Three tenths.
2: Yeah. So it, it was from a, like a, an obscure thing. Like that never happens. That hasn't happened all year. Sometimes it happens in practice. If your wheels are really beat up, but these are fresh wheels like that are, are fixed and, and ready to go. So Jordan looks back at me and the, the, the gun's still running But, like, the sockets are stopped, so he drops it, and thank God we were able to communicate to not leave, and and Blaney had the wherewithal is where you just jack it up. It it got tight on the ground, but you don't know that. Jack it up, make sure it's tight, and leave. We go from 5th to 18th, but we didn't go out there without a tire on it, and we didn't lose all of our track position as well. So it was a, it was a, as bad as it was, we just got, dude, just got ran through on Twitter, which is fine. It's part of the job. Like it was bad enough where there's like the team Blaney podcast. They wrote me a message like, Hey man, sorry, these people are so rough on you guys that I'm like, yeah, part of the job. But, uh, one team that did not have a bad day, the dogs of the week. Who them dogs? There's a new, who, who played the world outlaw game? New track record.
0: Oh, that was a great
2: new track bag. record. What? Rat,
0: rat bag. That was rat new. bag World Outlaws. Yeah, great.
2: Silver Dollar Speedway. Mm. Williams Grove. Four, the 14 great. team has Jack had. Jack Shield. Oh, yeah. That I used to. Do
0: you play that game? You don't strike me as a video gamer. <laughs> no.
2: Come on. That's Kinzer. <laughs> Steve Kinzer.
0: I don't know. I played Jack Hodenshield. Yeah. 83 car at the flame. The Wild Child.
2: Yeah. But not much to write home about on the 14, 14 car all year. They've had a rough year. But their team just set new Guinness Book World Records NASCAR pit stop, 8.45. Some Greyhound dogs. So, look at them. The fastest.
0: Them. Yep. What was so, it? How, what was the time?
2: The, I don't know what the official time is. The one that they posted was 8.45 seconds. Damn. I don't know where they're getting the official times from, but I'm here for it. So
0: That is four tires, two cans of gas.
2: Now, I don't know if it was two cans of gas yeah. this place, but it was four tires and enough gas to keep going. <laughs> and it was on the last stop of the race, so –
0: that's moving and grooving. That
2: boys. that's doing it. But yeah, Shane Papaya, front changer. Dog. Yep, John Bernal.
0: The papaya is that who, what Shane. Was I saying? Shane Papaya. Uh, I met his son at Darlington. I was just sitting there on the wall during the Xfin- uh, Xfinity pre-race, and I happened to be sitting in front of the '98s box. And his son, man, I can't remember what his son's name. Apparently, he was a big fan. And little papaya, little papaya, <laughs> little pup dog. Little so pup, I talked to him. For, I talked to him for like five, ten minutes. Took a picture with him. So. Got a cool little kid, buddy.
2: Yeah, Shane Papaya front changer, John Bernal, dog carrier, Dakota Ratcliffe, Jason Ratcliffe's kid.
0: Dog, dog. Didn't dog. he try to? Didn't he try to race at some point in time?
2: No, he changed tires faster than anybody else right now.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Dylan Moser, Jackman, who's been out. He was out for a little bit of the summer, and since he's come back, you could tell that he's a dog because they've been putting him back. Yield he up. And Corey dog. Coppola, gas
3: dog. Good name. Gas dog.
2: Good for them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Good for them. They hadn't been getting much love this year, so it's yeah. like little dogs of the week. For the hey, the two the two
2: teams that have set the fastest pit stop time, there's a, there's a certain amount of risk that goes in with that. So I don't think you're going to be seeing
0: – Sub nines at Bristol?
2: Other than other than Hendrick, like the 24 and the 5, which the 5 was locked in, they went and balled out this weekend. Like you can take that risk. There's a certain amount of risk that comes with running 8-second pit stops. right? And there's some places that are down with taking that risk and there's some places that aren't. So the 14 team is obviously down with that.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: 54 team was down with that earlier in the season. but.
0: All right, that's enough woes for today. We're going to get to some petty your thoughts, questions coming up right after this.
1: As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job?
3: All right, Danielle. We got some questions coming in. What do you got? Timmy Smash twenty three. I was asked the other day why some guys like Matt Crafton never went to Cup. With only three Cup starts, four Xfinity starts in his career, it seems odd he didn't get more chances. Can you elaborate? Love Matty. Big I, Matt Crafton. I just don't fan. think
0: uh, there's a lot of there. I don't think that it's talked about a, enough of like the amount of stress is exponential and expectations and workload and. The amount that you have to push your abilities to race on Sunday. You can be a late model guy, make a couple hundred grand a year, and not have to put the work in and show up to the racetrack and be a race car driver and race on Fridays and Saturdays. Where the
2: hell is any late model guy making a hundred grand a year? Because I want to go.
0: I'm talking about the, <laughs> the framework of that type of racing, right? Where you drink yeah. beer with your buddies, yeah. You on. go to the racetrack and
2: oh, uh, you're saying like make a hundred grand a year and race on race for fun?
3: Yeah, copy. That's uh, what I Matt mean. Crafton I don't want He's a multi-time truck champ. Made a great career in trucks. Yeah. He had opportunities too. He had opportunities. I don't know at what, like 2013, 2014, like high. He was high on Toyota, Toyota's list. They liked him. They gave him shots. Yeah. He tried to make a couple cup races, one with Robbie at Indy that's the one i'm thinking of yeah they, well he they filled
0: didn't in qualify. he filled in for Kyle bush
3: had opportunities but
2: unfortunately like, eric jones came along too. yeah it's it was timing better right? yeah right just like like, anything there's else. there's a couple toyota's putting a lot of money in it they they started the toyota the program and they hire a lot of these good kids and the timing just didn't work out for him he was also i believe that he was like paul menard's driver yeah. coach so that's why menards has stuck with him so long and you know, Matt Crafton's just He's one person. Great just one person we're talking about, right? There's Johnny Sauter. There's a lot of people that have kind of made their home in the Truck Series, and if it, whether it's it's timing or they found a good home there, or yeah. They, yeah, You know, like I think your dad's a perfect example, right? He said that he pulled in a uh, Rick Hendricks to sign the deal to drive the 50 car, and he was just thinking about raising you and your brother, and he knew he couldn't do that if he went and, and raced the Cup car full time, so he didn't sign it.
0: Yeah, I mean, because it, it takes. It takes all you got, right? And so, and if you're content with what you're doing and who you're doing it with, and you're you're happy with what you're making, like I think everybody's goals of what they see themselves doing is different, right? Some I guys,
3: feel bad, like all gets asked that question all the time. Yeah,
2: all guys are the type of guy that wants to be home on Sunday with his kids. Yep. really? Yeah, Justin Geier, absolutely.
0: Yeah, for
3: sure. And, and you
0: know, he he had a taste of it, and he did. If if you, it's it's a different thing to be a mid pack. Cup guy. I mean, it is not. It is not freaking easy, man. I live it every week, and he had a taste of it. He's like, "This isn't fun for me. I'd rather be a bigger fish in a small pond and go win races and show up and." There's a reason
2: Saturdays. AJ Allmendinger hasn't resigned to be in the 16 Cup car yet, right. right? He's going to be a colleague. That's all he said. I'm going to be a colleague.
0: Yeah, he's going to be driving and Xfinity cars
2: because it's. I mean,
0: it is grueling, takes everything man. you got, and you you go you and live even if you're on your perfect day, your perfect day might be 18th. Correct. And there's not, there is not a lot to draw from if you're looking for external motivation to keep doing this thing. And you see a guy, A. Gentleman, a gentleman, perfect example, right? To run like he is this year takes all you got. And you can look at it like, and it still might not be enough, might not ever be enough. Let me just go do something to have a little more fun with. And um, I think that's what you're seeing. Some guys Sundays are
3: not for everybody. Not everyone's cut out for it. And not all the stars align.
0: A lot of people play reason. baseball don't ever make it to the majors, right?
3: Yeah.
0: And also the higher you go, I will say this. It is much less fun racing Sundays, busting your ass, trying to find every little bit than it was racing go-karts in the backyard of the shop. It is a different thing, right? But you trade off – your everything's a trade. You're trading time for money. You're trading your stress for money. You're trading your – your, um, I mean, a lot of time, a lot of weekends gone from a family to chase the dream, right? And the, and the dream is to make your team better. The, the dream is to make yourself better. My my own case and some people's goals and ambitions are, are a little bit different. That's why, you know, you can't really look at somebody's career trajectory and say, well, I didn't do this or that. I just might not have the same aspirations as anybody else. Yeah.
3: It's different for everybody. Yep. No right or wrong. But getting hooked up with the right people at the right time and sponsors oh, support, and a manufacturer grabbing you. Like there's so many factors yeah. that have to line up. But I don't sure. think as much as you talk about it and other cup guys talk about it, people still do not. And it's okay. Like you don't understand unless you're probably in it and you live it and you're surrounded by it. But like the amount of focus that it takes to be a Sunday guy, how hard you guys work, like it is It is no joke.
0: And that's why i love it i love it because i love how hard it is yeah I love, sometimes i hate it f- hate it well that's yeah. the the thing that i love the most about the sport and the thing i hate the most about the sport is how f- hard it is and that's yeah.
2: what makes the successes that much better so, so that much better and that's what yeah. makes the failures so
0: sour yep because you put all you got into it and that's
2: week. why you can't worry about the
0: people hating on twitter
3: Good question, no, Timmy Smith. I'm hey, that the, this la- week.
0: the loudest voice or from the from the cheapest seat, Oh, buddy. yeah, that's right.
3: Killer Hawk 07, I love this question. And I think we have a picture to support it, it maybe floating around on Twitter. Mm. Um, has Corey and Skip ever raced each other? If not, what car, what track would y'all pick to facilitate this race? I would even
0: give you home field advantage, bro. So just go ahead and dial up Ball <laughs> oh, okay. Stadium.
3: Here we go.
2: So we have a race at the field Fieldfoot Fairgrounds. Yeah,
0: go-karts. Boston.
3: Has this – is was that a private group chat thing or was it on social? You should tweet uh, it. I've tweeted it. You yeah, did tweet it. Okay. I
2: mean, there, but, uh,
0: there's
3: plenty of YouTube there.
0: videos from the field fair fairgrounds too. He was pretty strong in the go kart.
3: Ryan had a little something. Listen, I, I feel might. like
0: we would split. We were like David Pearson, Richard Petty, out at the field fair fairgrounds. I'm not gonna say. <laughs> I didn't race full time, you know. He, he was. He had the big motors and all the stuff. He had the best crew chief. Like, Dale are you Indy. fancy? No, yeah. this
2: son of a gun. One time was we would build our own motors. Like we would. We just found these—literally, We literally, there was a racetrack behind Randall the Joy's shop, and there was a shed. And one day, we were all messing around, shooting potato cans or something, and opened the shed and forgot like a that it was full go of, of go-karts.
0: We were probably— So we all took one. 15,
2: 18, Yes. Yeah. So, like, other kids when they're—I was probably 20. I'm a little bit older. But, like, most kids when they're doing that are, like, in college or doing—but we were, like, at the seat shop building motors— Cutting, building bodies, oh, cutting yeah. stuff up, welding, kind of learning
0: every tricks of the trade. Well, Corey
2: was like, I was like, you get what kind of, what size valves you got in there? Oh, they stock. And then I see he tried to change that gasket and took it off. They looked like they were out of a damn Chevy big block. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. That's how we're playing this game. Yeah. But, yeah.
0: I, I, my shit was not legal. But hey, if you, if there was no, no
2: rules, rules. There's no rules. If you go on YouTube now, and search Field for their fairgrounds, you, will, you guys will it's watch videos for hours. Hours.
0: All right. So the back end of that question: What car and what track are we lining up for a grudge match?
2: I mean, wherever you want to go, we can go. Oh, mm. stop. There's. A, I'm not. Like, that's a confident man. Look, right I there. like. I am small cars, like midgets and stuff. No,
0: something I can fit in, like a normal person drives. I not mean, a TQ. I'm a
2: more. I'm a normal human being.
0: No. Well, yeah. Normal sized people Stuart don't drive three bigger. quarter size, running. three quarter size vehicles.
2: I mean, I'm gonna have a modified. We can go out. We Let's can go, go modified at Wall Stadium. Wall Stadium. I put Bowman Gray. Um, Where are you want to go, thompson's I love smashing. You're pretty good at Stafford. Well, the one time you went there, you were good. Yeah, I'd go any. Yeah, pick a track. You get you get your car. All right, you have Robbie Fuller bring it there, the old <laughs> Celsius machine. Okay, and if it shows up, I'll have my car there, and we can race. And we'll go. And we'll remember, see how it remember goes. Remember the old? Uh, remember I tried old... to get cleared for Richmond this year, but they didn't clear me because I hadn't run any any big tracks. I was I was going to run the Richmond
0: modified race. Well, how about you get your own car? How'd you do the, the Richmond modified race? I watched it. Did you? Oh, okay. Yeah, you were gonna it. race it, weren't you? No, I watched it. Oh, that's okay. Um, remember the old summer shootout, freaking celeb grudge matches they used oh, to have? Yeah. Yes. My dad uh, grudge matched Jimmy Spencer in one. In oh. a legend car. No, they had like these convertible late model things.
2: Oh, that's back when they had the the um the enforcer the enforcer with those cars Dude, too.
0: Bring it back, yes.
2: Bus race, stacking pennies, bus race.
3: I don't, don't want to do that. All right, last one. Mad Hatter twelve fifteen for Skip. When a car brings a tow link, how is it decided which crew member is under the car doing the repair to beat the DVP? Are you on the tow link repair squad? Great
2: question. Uh, different. Okay. So we have it every like Jonathan Hassler has put together a spreadsheet for every different situation, right? Every team's the same way. So if you're on DVP, this is who goes over. If we're not on DVP, this is who goes over. If it's a rear, it's usually, it's usually the car chief usually always goes over. And then the, um, the rear underneath mechanic, if it's the rear. And if it's the front, it's the car chief and the front end mechanic. They have all the stuff set up. With tow links, it's kind of a common thing. So, yes, that is all thought about and pre-choreographed. And there is a plan in place. Tools, box with the links, the right link, and ready to go.
3: Good question.
0: That is a good question. Penny Stagger of the Week. I don't recall her name. Uh, Madison. Um, from California, okay. and I'm going to go with that. Uh, she was in Kansas, came there with the family, Says she listened to the show, so shout out. Sorry if I got your name wrong, but I believe it was Madison from California.
2: Had a lot of penny stackers this week, and I see that. I was looking on Twitter. I thought they're doing a little penny stacker tweet up some some of the fans. I'll have to show you. Really? I get off here. Yeah, I don't think I'll be there. I need to show up to some of maybe those. Maybe you can
0: surprise them. I'll sl- I'll slide in like a Bob Pocker. so the old yeah. tweets up. Little Stack and Penny tweet-ups at the racetrack. We need to start maybe making that a thing. What we are going to make a thing is the night race at Bristol, one of my all-time favorites of the year. Excited you guys to tune into that for the cutoff race of the round of 16. But before that, just like always, we're going to give you some spare change relevant to the information that we have at hand after practice and qualifying. Danielle, do you have any closing thoughts?
3: I have a closing question. Yes. What is going to be your – Intro song.
0: Glad you asked.
3: <laughs> I bet oh, you a big Walmart. intro song guy. <laughs> He's a, I put a big lot of, intro song.
0: Put guy. a lot of put a lot of thought into this.
3: What'd you come up with?
0: What would yours be? Do you have one off hand? I do. I don't know. So you only get like ten to twelve seconds, right? So Oh, it's gotta be. You can't do like a full long intro. Right. Like you really have to put some thought into
3: yeah. it. Yeah. You gotta get bring in Like it the, into the blurb. Chorus. Right.
0: Right. If there's a one chorus, right, if right, there's right. an opening, one one year I had Voodoo Child from uh, Jimi Hendrix, which was Hulk Hogan's walkout song. Mm. Like that? That was a cool. One got that got people going. Uh, last year was uh, Give Me Some Lovin'. That's
2: that's the one you got.
0: This year, Ti, the rapper Ti, some of y'all are familiar with, wrote us a song. He wrote you a song? He did.
3: Shut up. Are you being serious?
0: Yep.
2: No, oh, you
3: big time now. Smart ass. I see what you did there.
0: Yep. Yeah. So that's going to get The crowd going go
3: crazy. I don't think so.
0: I think a lot of, I think the Bristol demographic might be like um No, I'm
3: sorry, what everyone is this? knows that's your thing. If go you go want, nuts.
0: if you want like if yes. you want. But like, you have to play the crowd a little bit there. And I, that I'm one doesn't rock the, play rocky the crowd. top then. Yeah, but I'm not a rocky top. That's Bubba. No. Bubba
2: comes out the rocky top, doesn't he? And they still boo him. <laughs> that's true. So give it doesn't him, really, give really him matter. I heard Hamlin's Boos have been Badly, yeah. I use the same one. I yeah, do it indoors like- every year. I do the still dre yeah. all the time. Consistent yeah. marketing. What would it be? It's still dre.
0: It's the uh, the piano.
2: Yeah, it's a great it's intro. And well, it They beat. let it play a little bit longer. Yeah, than that. yeah. Yeah, I want to do. So-
3: I want to do something. Is this allowed? Like Beyonce. Like, cuff it. That's, like, big right now. Like, I'd want a banger, like, something people would know. You know what I mean? Mm. And then I want backup dancers. Oh. You can do
0: that.
2: Can Thanks. you do
3: that? Sure. Like, that's all I want. Like, and do 10 to 12. If I, <laughs> They're laughing. Our crew's laughing. If I didn't <laughs>
2: have to 10 yeah, to 12. I would, Male
0: backup right? dancers or all huh? female dancers. I'm trying to picture it in my head. Female. Okay.
3: Yeah, yeah, With, like, the, you know, like, the Beyonce, like, the one piece with, like, the sparkles on it or something. And you come out, and it'd be, like, a choreographed dance. Yeah. Down the thing.
2: There's only one <laughs> other song I would ever come out to than that one that I use at indoors all the time, and it's the Stone Cold. The breaking or, glass or the um, there was the, the Road Dog. Oh, you didn't know? <laughs> Yo ass better call somebody. That one, that's a good one. Too. The old WWF themes are hard to beat.
0: They are hard to beat. I felt like this episode was hard to beat. That's why I make sure before you guys hang up or get out of your truck, make sure you like, download, share, rate, review, do all the things, give us five stars. And keep firing over your your questions. Hashtag penny for your thoughts. Tune in this Saturday, race day morning for spare change, breaking down the Bristol night race. Appreciate y'all. Thanks for stacking pennies presented by Mobile One.